0: ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. Ah, live to fight another day. Isn't it a great feeling? On a Friday, you wake up. Normally, it's overreaction Monday or that Monday feeling after a Sunday victory, but a late night Eagles comeback. They had it the whole time. Eagles beat the Giants 22-21, as heard right here on 97.3 ESPN. Carson Wentz rallies the Eagles. He places a perfect pass into the palms of Boston Scott, and the Eagles win. The Eagles win. First place. How's it feel? Good as that coffee? Oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. Wow. Where
1: do we begin with this one? the win... Feel
0: as good as the coffee tastes.
1: Well, let me ask you this, because you were juiced up yesterday before the show. After that win, were you juiced up like you were during yesterday?
0: Uh, you know, I was. It was like exhausting. So, like, I didn't have anything left in the tank to be juiced up. I was just kind of like exasperated. With like six and a half minutes left, I'm thinking to myself. They're really going to lose to the flipping Giants in this game. Are you kidding me? And then, of course, the flash. You do this job, and you're thinking to yourself, the Eagles are going to be 1-5-1. The Sixers don't play till who knows when. The Flyers probably not going to play till after the new year. The Phillies are in the offseason. What do we have sports-wise left? And I know the Eagles are not giving me a Super Bowl, but I said 2020, I just would like to see meaningful sports action,
1: and they kept me alive in that aspect. I'll give them that. Yeah, that's the way I was thinking, too. After the win happened, it's it's such a debacle because it's a win, but it feels like a loss. But when I sat down afterwards, because I had to stand up during that ending, took a deep breath, and I thought, this is so sloppy, but at least next week, has more meaning. Yeah, I mean
0: you get you get an Eagles Cowboys game next week that has meaning on Sunday night. If you win that game, all of a sudden you're 3-4 and 1. We talked about it. They play the Giants again. This team could be 4-4 four, four, and 1, you know, heading into the back half of their schedule which is very, very difficult, we know, but that's all I asked for. Look, I have no ideas of grandeur here for Super Bowl wins or anything like that. They had more injury news last night, which seems to be the main story every single game. I'm getting tired of this. Deshaun Jackson out for a significant amount. Just when you think he's coming back and he was a part of the first series, I don't know what happened to him the rest of the game, but they hand him off the ball in a little end around. He got... uh the the couple passes targets on the first series. I was like, all right, this is nice. You got Deshaun Jackson, you're working him in. He's out now, four to six weeks. He's on the IR already. Lane Johnson, we talked about it yesterday not uh, he goes out of the game he comes back in he doesn't hurt his ankle he hurts his freaking knee all of a sudden now he's got an MCL sprain and he's probably going to be out not because of this ankle that's lingering but because of another injury I mean
1: you just can't make this stuff up man and I think you're starting to run out of guys who are serviceable on the offensive line Opeta with a brutal one I thought Maya Lada struggled but you're starting to run out of those serviceable guys where it might look like Dallas pretty soon here. Yeah. My lot was up and down. I think more uh, average
0: if you will. Oh Peta had a rough night. Um, you know Kelsey's Kelsey had that penalty which actually actually probably helps up helping him out. They get the face mask penalty and that opens up the field for Wentz to make the throw if he's kind of uh, confined in that smaller little area who knows if they even score so that 15 yard penalty actually ends up helping them out there. Uh, Herbig's just steady. He's he okay. Can play. Yeah, he can he's play. okay. He's a He's a solid guy and, uh, obviously Matt Pryor had to go in and play right tackle because Lane Johnson went out. Now next week, who knows? I don't know that Driscoll's going to be ready to play on Sunday night. I don't know that you're going to get, um, uh, L- Lane Johnson back for Sunday night. He's got an MCL sprain. Now you can, you know, we'll talk to the doc next week about it. And I'm sure people guys have played with MCL problems, but he's got the MCL. He's got the ankle. I mean, I don't think Lane Johnson's ready to go. I mean, it's just a mess out there. I've never seen anything like it. That game was horrible last night. It was horrible, but I will say this. Thursday night games are typically bad. Like, you get bad football on Thursday nights. You do, but that was the that was like the worst of the worst of the Thursday nights. I mean, they couldn't find two lousier teams to play and pair up against each other. I know. Look, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night, the Eagles are in prime time again this week uh, when they play Dallas on Sunday night. Why? Well, they want Philly, New York. They want Philly and Dallas. They want the ratings on there. They don't care how bad those teams are because they know we're suckers and we'll sit there and watch
1: it. The best play to define what happened was Daniel Jones tripping over the 20 yard line on that 80 oh, my, yard my, run. My girlfriend was even dying. La- I mean, oh, she it's hysterical. Was cracking up
0: laughing. I said, Oh, I said, I mean, she's like, you know, I'm not paying attention to the game. She's kind of sitting there. She's on a, I said, You got to look at this. And he's running. She's like, Okay, what am I watching here? And then he just goes, boop, falls forward. The best would be if they didn't end up scoring there. Right, they and that scored. Cost them the game.
1: Right, right. They scored. Maybe it, so breaking it's breaking his
0: stones for years. On the, I mean, that's the butt fumble. If he doesn't score there and he falls down, that's your butt fumble moment. That's what you're known for. You, you know, Mark Sanchez his butt fumble. Daniel Jones would be the guy who f- tripped over the the, the uh, yard marker. What's worse. Um, I think the Daniel Jones one could be worse. Yeah. I mean, cause the, uh, what's it called? Sanchez ran into somebody. There was nobody
1: within 20 yards. of them. So he was running. I think they said over 20 miles per hour, which at one point, yeah, which is crazy. And then he cranked it down to seven by the end. Did you see that? Yeah, that's
0: God. awesome. <laughs> uh, let's go to Wentz because I talked about this on the daily drive show. If you watched it at Mike Gill's show this morning on my way in, look, I thought Wentz. the box score. will say he had a great game. You talk about it all the time, you know, uh, Bob scored 359 yards. I know I got that one on the 5 Rewind at least. Uh, that's because he hit my guy Hightower. I said Hightower was going to get a big one. He didn't end up scoring, but it was a big 50-yard pass. That was a big pass, by the way. People aren't really giving that play enough credit. He laid that one right in there, uh, and that set up a big, you know, the, the first touchdown. But I just, I can't get past the fact that, again, Wentz played played good, but he wasn't special. He wasn't great, except for the biggest moments. The problem was he needed to be special because he was bad leading up to that moment. And that's been the whole season for me. If he's, if he's really good against Washington, they win. If he's really good against Cincinnati, they win. If he's really good against Pittsburgh or Baltimore, maybe they even win one of those two games. But just because he's just mm, good, not great. This is where they are. And I thought last night he was, just good. Not great. Too many misplays. Bad decisions. And New York is so bad that his
1: bad decisions didn't kill him. Just the one. He, he throws the pick. That's it. It's the inconsistency that's driving me nuts. That's because, the word I used this yeah, morning. It, the,
0: the inconsistency.
1: Because when you say like he just played good, you're right. At the end of the day, when you look at the whole package, it was like, it's good because of the moments, but the the great moments were elite moments. And then the bad moments were disastrous moments. When he's throwing across his body to Fulgham. You mentioned the interception. When he's going down to the ground and he tries to throw a shovel pass and it hits someone in the back of the numbers. Like, there's so many elite moments. That Boston Scott throw was the elite of elite type of throws. And it was a hell of a catch by Boston Scott as well. You mentioned the high tower one. There are so many phenomenal A-plus plays And then there's so many F-minus plays. It's wildly inconsistent. It's not just he's good. It's elite and disastrous. And that's where the frustration is. Yeah, can't have it. And that's why a
0: couple weeks ago I said, I get it. He played a good game, but that's not good enough for me. And it's because the word you mentioned, the consistency, the lack of consistent play throughout one game, it's you're horrible in this series, and they're bad for multiple series. Three and out, three and out, three and out. missed guys. one Folgum's wide open over his head. Fulgham, wide open, takes a sack. I mean, just misses guys. Bad throws, bad decisions. Too much, too much, man. The lack of consistency is the problem I have. It's, I know he can make the big play. I know he can make the big throw. But I gotta, it's like, it's like going through the draft. You know, if I have the 8th pick, I know I can get a great player, but i got to make the right player. And I might get the great player at pick 16, but I had a chance to get a guy at 8, and I missed him. you got to get the guy at 8. You shouldn't have to hope that you get a guy at 16. The guy at 8 was there for you. You missed him. He's missing the guy at 8. He's hitting the guy on on the guy at 16. If you want to be great, you hit on 8 and
1: on 16. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. Yeah, it's tough to assess it because at the end, there's those are two legitimate drives at the end. You're down 21-10 to 10 with six minutes left. And as you said, you were already going through in your mind, what am I going to do? We're 1-5-1. What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to watch? And he brought them back. So I do need to credit his last two drives and the first drive. Those were great. And this... this While the team stinks in the Giants as a full team, their defense is respectful. They're not some dumpster-fired defensive team. So I got to give him credit for those three drives. The two late ones and the first one that were scripted plays. And we'll get to Doug in a moment because he was very frustrating. But all around... Man, you're talking about those three, three and outs. What's more frustrating? The stupid plays where he's trying to throw across his body in the interception or the missed throws? Because I can live with some missed standard throws because no quarterback throws 100% every game, but the stupidity ones, that's what irritates me more Well, personally. The throw,
0: the interception, and what really chaps me is they get a turnover. The defense gave them, what, three turnovers last night. And against the Giants team, if they turn the ball over in their own end, you have to capitalize on that. And that's how you just bury a team like the Giants and just say, you're in our building, you turned it over, now this is what we're doing to you. And he throws a pass up. I mean, Peterson today said, well, if you're going to throw it away, you got to throw it all the way into the first round, uh, row of the bleachers. I don't think he was trying to throw it away. I think he was legitimately trying to throw a pass. And it- that's the problem is – He, I mean, it's with everything, the ball, where, and when he does it and it works, it's great, but you can't be reckless
1: like that all the time. It's a good word to describe it. Reckless is what he was out there, and it did sort of look like he was trying to throw that ball away, but regardless, you put it right there in the end zone for a guy to go up and make a play, so it flat out... Can't happen. So it's just weird for me because I am very, very annoyed with a lot of the things I saw from Carson. But at the same time, we talk about clutch moments. We talk about clutch quarterbacks and he was clutch in that game. And over the last handful of games, they were down. And to be fair, he's one of the reasons why they are down in these games. But at the end, when you count them out, he continues to put them involved late. So how do you assess him as a quarterback? He's not giving up. He's keeping you involved. He's keeping you engaged until the wire. But he's also one of the reasons why you are in that position to begin with. 609-403-0973.
0: 609-403-0973. Give us your reaction. You know, I don't can't imagine anybody's reacting to this game and saying you feel confident. Right? Now. I'm one of those people, I don't care how you win, how ugly it is. Just get a win, move on, put it on your ledger. This isn't college football. They don't you know, you know, rate you based on how bad you beat somebody. You got a win you need it to get. You saved your season for another week. The problem I'm having with this team is the injuries are just mounting up. They're just constantly, constantly, constantly mounting up. Somebody tweeted, us, hey, look, they gave you a three-week injury thing this year. They never had that before. Could you imagine if they had Ertz? goddard rieger jackson uh, all these guys peters you would have had to made all these decisions on what you were going to do with these guys the fact that they gave you this three-week uh injury thing this year that was
1: a gift it would be a nightmare if that was not in place i want to get to doug peterson though what would you grade doug peterson i thought he had a
0: rough night last night i didn't see grayson's grade yet he'll join us at three o'clock sal powell in 15 minutes uh if i'm grading i probably gave him a d C minus D. I don't mean. I don't think he was a failure. He 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 had a great opening drive to where they scored points. They came out like gangbusters. I hate when that happens. Team comes out, goes right up the field, scores, and then you're looking at the scoreboard, third quarter, you still got seven points. Go back to the same damn script. You know what? I don't understand it. You can run a a play in a game twice. You ever listen to us do a high school football game on Friday nights, and Steve Parker will do the play, and he'll say again. What's the name of that play? It's called Again. Run it again until they stop you. That's what, like, these guys just try like, to outthink themselves sometimes. You know what? Run the play again and show, make them show you that they can stop the damn play. Are these plays on the on inside the red zone, two-point conversion. You can use the same two-point conversion play until they figure out how to stop it. I don't get it. I thought he had a rough night after the first 15 plays, scripted plays, or however many they did. That drive was great. After that, he had a rough night calling plays. I thought he did a good job, I will say, with Bo- Boston Scott. We talked about getting him involved. I like what he did with Boston Scott. I like to see him get Sanders as involved as he gets Scott in certain games. Trying um, to Obviously, the, um, the the challenge where he doesn't throw the flag. I mean, hindsight 2020, they probably would have won the challenge, and that would have been a big challenge. That's one where he just has to say, you know what? I'm not getting anything from up
1: top. I, I got to go with my gut here. I think he was down. Okay, so here's where I am with Doug Peterson. There are a couple things I want to point out I thought he did well. The scripted plays were definitely phenomenal, and they worked, and they they were they were very solid. Time management and clock management at the end of that game, the use of the timeout, utilizing the two-minute warning, everything involved in those last two drives, I thought Doug Peterson did a good job with clock management use of timeouts, and you mentioned Boston Scott. Here's where I think Doug Peterson was bad, though, and and I would lean way more towards bad than good. The script versus the non-script. You nailed it. I don't know how. Look, it's in there. It's, It's in there, Doug. You drew up some phenomenal plays to start the game. How it looks that way, motion, flipping the ball to Deshaun Jackson, letting him work in space, which is something I was calling for before this game, it can't look one extreme to the next. It's just why we're frustrated with Carson Wentz as well. You see greatness and then you see bad plays. With Doug Peterson, It's you see greatness in scripted plays and then you see some really bad stretches of three and outs. The two-point conversions have been horrendous. The red zone, he had one sequence of plays where it was Hurts on an option that did not work and this Hurts thing I'm getting annoyed because he's a hell of an athlete use him differently you can utilize him better than they have so the Hurts option then Wentz running right up the middle which didn't work and then he why not call that play for Hurts something something I
0: don't know call the play where he has Wentz following the guy running off tackle. I said to myself, you're going to call that play and not let Hertz run the play. If you're going to have a play where you're going to have a quarterback basically running off tackle, let Hertz be the guy. Sure. No doubt. And then
1: to end that well, sequence, if I would have won that bet where he ran one, through <laughs> one and caught one. That's why you wanted it. Uh, the fade, the fade, the butler, on fourth down. This guy ha- doesn't play in the NFL, and here's a must-have score in a in a big situation in a game on fourth down. Well, to he be didn't fair, even know where to line up. To be
0: fair, Fulgham wasn't a guy you knew anything about a week ago. Maybe he figured, hey, let me find out. They they didn't even cover the guy. They had nobody on him. He didn't know where to line up. He didn't up. know where to line up, and they had no one
1: cover him, and he's, I mean, he did acknowledge that the play was was for that particular guy Butler. I don't know how you throw a fade to him. When you're that and when you're on that spot on the field, it shouldn't be rocket science. Why don't we just roll Carson Wentz to the right? Let him make a play. Roll him to the right and let him make a play. Well, especially where he's running,
0: he's lowering his shoulder, he's obviously being more aggressive in terms of, you know what, I'm going to take things into my own hand. That's a way that you could do it. Get him moving Force the defense to have to decide, what are we going to do? Because Wentz is obviously in that mindset now where if I have to, I'll lower my shoulder and run right through you if I have to. You know, like you're putting him in position so many times now to sit in the pocket, pick out what he wants to do. You don't have an offensive line. You don't have his full complement of receivers. So why have him sitting there like a sitting duck when you know he holds the ball too long, he has – throwing a lot of picks, the line's a problem. Let him, let him get out. And a couple years ago, he seemed like he was tentative to not want to run. He seems like he's
1: past that now. I agree with you. I and mean, how many 3rd and one calls from Doug where they're trying to run inside the tackles? When, when teams play the Eagles, what do they do? Good teams game plan against Nate Gary, game plan against the linebackers, because that's their weakest part. You never game plan to attack a team's strongest assets. How many third and ones where we're trying to run right up the middle on their best skilled players back there on defense? You're trying to run right into what they are good at. To me, that makes no sense. Teams target the Eagles' weaknesses every single week. And yet, Doug Peterson's drawing up third down plays where you're going right into what they're good at? Well, the the mindset sometimes is, look, that's what we do best. Stop us. With this offensive line? I
0: know that. I'm saying in this particular situation, I don't think that that – because you – and here's another thing. Anytime it's third down and short, they go under center because they're going to run Wentz. They're in shotgun 98% of the time except for on third down and one. So it's getting to the point where everybody knows you're running. And Wentz last night got blasted a couple times. Normally, he's a big guy. He pushes the thing forward. With this offensive line, though, you got two guys, Herbig and Opeta, who are – third and fourth guys. I mean, Opetta, God almighty, where'd they even find him? Who's
1: worse, him or Brown? I think Brown.
0: Yeah, I thought Brown was a little bit had a tougher night. I mean, Opetta, the one, he got pushed back. Uh, He ended up getting called for holding, I think, on that. But look, I thought you the the original
1: question was Peterson. I I, I did not love the game. Uh, I gave him like a C minus D plus. I'll lean more towards the D than the C without a doubt. I'd go like a D minus. I was really upset with Doug Peterson this one. Something we failed to mention to this point the Giants should have won that game with just a nice little completion from Evan Ingram.
0: Yep. If they just uh, catches that ball, hauls it in, they probably win that game. Well, they likely do win that game. And uh, the Eagles are sitting here at one five and one. Two four and one is where they are. Six oh nine, four oh three, oh nine seven three. It like you, you it's like they win the game. It's Thursday night, you beat a division rival, you
1: almost feel like you lost the damn game. It did feel that way. It absolutely did. And it's ugly. This NFC East is ugly. But do you want to be the best ugly? I think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. so. Absolutely. At this point, look,
0: if, my lord, to say to yourself that you might win this division with six, I even think. Now, it'll be interesting what Dallas looks like with Dalton in their second game. Now, they're playing Washington, who's equally as awful, but it'll be interesting if Dallas offensively has taken a step forward this week.
1: Because about, I was just going to say real quick, though, how about the special teams part of this this uh squad? Well, you talked about Elliot yesterday,
0: and why I'm not ready to hit the panic button there because as I brought up, he was 7 of 8. The one he missed was from 52, missing a 29er, that's a different story. If you're constantly missing 20 to 40, no, well, that's a 20 to 45. You're in that range there. You got to be an automatic guy on that, which he has been. You know, we're nitpicking, oh, the kicker's been tough. I said, he's 7 of 8. He missed a 52-yarder. I'm not going to hammer the guy. Would I like to see him make the 52-yarder? Absolutely. But I can't hammer him for missing from 52. 29, different story. I can I can say, you
1: gotta make a
0: 29er.
1: And I think you're just starting to see, though, like a domino effect of, okay, well, he used to hit 60s. He used to hit 58s. He yeah, had 160. Miss- yeah, but now yeah. he's, like, missing the 50s. He used to now
0: hit 60s weekly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> No, but I think if you can, if you look at his stats, you see a trend that it's going in the wrong direction. And I know... Eagles Twitter last night was diving into some salary cap stuff and he has some dead cap on his contract. Let's say it continues down this road. You might have a tough time with the Jake Elliott contract.
0: I would say this. Here's one thing I will say though. Kicking around the league has been very inconsistent. I mean guys are getting kickers are getting hurt all the time. Guys are in and out and shuffling around. I mean last night you know he got hurt kicking the ball off last night. They weren't even sure if he was going to be able to attempt a field goal on that last drive if they had to. I mean I feel all right with Elliott. I feel like you got a top. And so kicker. So I'm not ready to start hitting a panic button there. But if you start missing 29 yarders and it's happening frequently, yes, then I think you got to start asking more questions. Now, you sent me some stat last night uh, about Elliott. What was the uh, the numbers there? Because I looked at his numbers yesterday and I wasn't like, OK, this guy's missing all the time. Yeah, he
1: missed a couple in the, in the 50s. Yeah, so Jake Elliott is only nineteen for twenty-six on field goals since signing his contract extension in November, which is the ninth highest paid kicker annually. For perspective, seventy three percent made ranked twenty seventh out of thirty three kickers last year. So he was twenty seven out of thirty three in terms of, you know, the kicker spot. I also thought, though, look, we have a hell of a punter, and I know sometimes that's kind of funny to say, but he has had some pretty bad punts as of the last couple games, and he shafted one, which allowed Golden Tate to score a touchdown on one play. It was Carson Wentz took the sack early, he muffed a kick, it gave the Giants good field position, and bang, one play, Golden Tate scored. So, look, I'm not sitting here saying the special teams is a huge major concern, but it is something that played a role in the game yesterday. Well, last night was the
0: first one 0-29 he's ever missed. He was 20-for-20. Last night was the first one. So, okay, you're going to miss one every once in a blue moon. That was the one. Fine. If you start consistently missing 29s, then I have a problem. 30 to 39 in his career, he's 26 of 30. And those misses all came in the year that he was the best in 2017. He was four for seven from 30 to 39. If you remember that year, he was five of six from 50, but he was missing the short ones. Now this year he's four for four. From 30 to 39 so he was 5 for 5 from 0 to 39 40 to 49 he was 1 for 1 so he's 7 for 7 or 6 for 6 and then 50 he's 1 for 2
1: I think it's just time to put it in your back of your mind and just think about it as you watch it I'm
0: 7 for 8 I mean someone's questioning my job I'm like what more do you want me to do I missed a 52
1: yarder I'm sorry I don't know. I think it's pretty reasonable to start questioning what's going on with Jake Elliott. I'm not saying it's time to panic and hey, cut him tomorrow. Hey, you're a tough boss. If I'm seven for eight, you're going to start questioning well, me? Well, I'm basing this off of we went over the stats over the last handful of years from 50-plus. you got to rely on your kicker to hit 50-pluses in this league. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs won a game against the San- against the Los Angeles Chargers with 50-plus yarders. I mean, you got to hit those. It's tough to yeah, do. I'm not it, saying it's easy. Right. But- I, well, if he was 0 for 4... That's a that's right. a conversation. But if you look at the last three years, that 50-plus has been going in the wrong direction. That's mm. the problem.
0: He's still, I mean, last year he is 2 for 4, 50%. Right. 5 for 6, that's um, whatever it is, 80, 90%. And So he's 10 for 17, whatever that is. 10 for 17 is what he is from 50. I would imagine, I don't know this, I'm imagining 10 for 17 is probably pretty good. For 50-plus yards, I mean, yeah, Justin Tucker. What's Justin Tucker connected on? He's yeah, I don't think it's fair. There.
1: That's like comparing anyone to the New England Patriots. Well, the New England Patriots aren't an outlier. Him, yeah. he's an outlier, so it's hard to really judge it from him. Look, I'm not, all I'm saying is it's something to keep in the back of your mind as you continue to watch this team play. That's all. It's not time to just cut yeah, him out I, if this very If he's missed a 29
0: yards then definitely. I mean, I don't recall, again, he's never missed a 21 uh, in that range in his entire career, so... He was 20 for 20
1: from that range until last night. The match. problem is it's sort of about the mind game at this point. Once you start having these little fl- these flaws, these hiccups can it snowball out of control. That's what I'm more concerned about. So he's got to snap out of it. That's all. Well, it was big. It did come back uh if they, you know, they had to go for two because he missed the field goal. They
0: end up winning the game and uh we'll get your reaction. 609-403-0973. 609 403 0973. Somebody texted in about Deshaun Jackson, by the way. Told you Deshaun was cooked. That's not really fair to say. I mean, he got hurt last night because somebody illegally hit him in the head. And then on his way down, somebody hit him again and his leg kind of got buckled. So he got hurt really no fault of his own. I mean, if his hamstring blew again last night, then I would say, yeah. But I mean, he says same story, different week, different year. Eh, you can't really. I can't blame Deshaun. I'm not sitting here saying Deshaun Jackson's fault that he got hurt last night. I mean that's just ridiculous.
1: I agree. If it was the hamstring again, very reasonable to yes. bring up that he's getting hurt again. But this is a totally different scenario. It's a it's a fluke injury. Some guy hit him, and that's more of a football and thing. and got
0: penalized for right it. than
1: a soft tissue thing.
0: Exactly. I mean, he essentially has a high ankle sprain. It might be even more. They said he's going to miss a significant amount of time. We might not see him back this year. They put him on the injured list already. They're saying four to six weeks. Some reports, but. He could be out a lot longer than that. That hit last night. You saw his leg. It looked like it was like, it didn't bend backwards so much. It was like sideways, like his ankle. So I, I can't agree with that text message that's kind of saying, you you know, you're blaming Deshaun. Yeah, it's, it's he keeps getting hurt, but that one was not his fault.
1: What about Doug Peterson putting him out there for the punt return? I not love
0: that. Not in that spot. Just catch the ball. I know what he's looking for. He's looking for the big play, right? Because his quarterback, I think, a little bit is because of that. You don't he, think he trusted the quarterback? Well, he's trying to get the big
1: play from somebody else. You think? Maybe. Why I, are you putting Deshaun Jackson back there Miracle for? at the Meadowlands. I don't know if he would have been out there if it was not the Giants on the other side. Uh, Sports
0: Bash is brought to you by GMS Law. Make the right call. for convenient locations to serve you online. GMSLaw.com. One of the reasons I don't like having him out there, too, is because he does get hurt. I don't want to give him another opportunity to get hurt. Just get someone back there to catch the ball. All right. Sal Pal Friday. Sal Pal Antonio We'll get his reaction next. Turn it on.
2: Leave it on. The Sports Bash.
0: Ah, the land of confusion. That's what I watched last night. It was the land of confusion. The Eagles win. Wentz brings them back. 22 21, just like they drew it up. They needed a penalty to kind of bring them back, to kind of open up the space. The penalty actually ended up helping them out. Sal Pal Antonio, Sal Pal Friday here on a sports bash. Sal Pal Friday. And uh, he's uh, appearing thanks to our friends over at Burger Realty. Thanks to those guys, Johnny G and the Burger team. Always delivering Sal Pal to us on a Sal Powell Friday. How about that? You get that 15-yard penalty, Sal, and it really opened up the opportunity for Carson Wentz to save uh, save what was otherwise an ugly night.
2: You know, and they won't admit it, but it's true, 100%, because they've had such difficulty scoring inside the five, whether it's a touchdown or whether it's a two-point conversion. They're they're inside the five package, is not that good. Now, of course, that was an unbelievable throw from Carson Wentz to Boston Scott. So, I mean, there is obviously skill and luck involved, for sure. But the penalty definitely helped. Herm Edwards, Brian Westbrook, Deshaun Jackson, Boston Scott. Bobby him, throw him in there, too. The great giant killers. Boston Scott is now officially part of that group. <laughs>
0: he was. I like the way they used Boston last night, but uh, obviously you mentioned Deshaun yes. Jackson uh, hurt again. He's going to be out for some time, but I like what they did with Boston Scott last night. I-, I would like to see them utilize Miles the
2: way they used Boston last night. Well, they're two different players. Uh, you know, Boston Scott is a pretty quick guy. Uh, His ability to cut inside the hole, I think, is better than uh, Miles Sanders, Mm -hmm. for sure. Miles Sanders has a lot of talent. There's no question about that. But uh, I think they're a little bit different. Uh, Boston Scott's got a great spin move. Uh, He's much more compact. He hides a little bit better behind the line of scrimmage, uh, which is always important. You know, he's he's a good player. And when you think of it, this cast... uh, Travis Fulgham, Richard Rogers, Boston Scott, Greg Ward. You know, I like it. I kind of like it. I really do. Well, why then? I
0: mean, like, what is your take on the first 15 plays? They come out, they look good, and then nothing. Bupkis. I mean, the, the offense is in, like, reversal after that. Well, Why does that constantly happen?
2: Well, I think it's the design. Bottom line, I think it's the design. I think uh, Doug just has this thing in his head about okay, you know, we don't want to move Carson Wentz deliberately outside the pocket. Well, I, I would, if I were Doug, I would spend the next ten days looking at what Sean McVay does with Jared Goff,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which I think is very, very smart. He mm-hmm. moves him out of the pocket. A lot of design, movement, get that launch point outside the tackle box. It really creates open space for Jared Goff. Open space, passing lanes. Because, you know, Carson Wentz is just a sitting duck back there. He's stationary. Especially with this offensive line. With this offensive line, too. No, that's, and that's no question about it. Big problem.
0: Yeah. Big, big big problem. (laughs) Big, big problem. And, And I think you're right, Sal, with the way that Carson has, you know, I thought last year and maybe the year before after that knee problem, he was a little more tentative on running. Now he's taking off and delivering hits. I mean, he's lowering the shoulder like a fullback and saying, get out of my way. So why not get him moving and let him make the decision whether he wants, make the defense have to decide what they want to do.
2: Well, I mean, I need to stop. I want to see a stop to this quarterback sneaks. I mean, you know, we can quarterback sneak for one inch, but Mike Gill, let's not quarterback sneak for two yards on a routine basis. Come on, give yeah. me a break. Yep, they keep using that, obviously, uh,
0: and it, it didn't work last night. I, and, and Doug kind of insinuated, Sal, that he was going to get Hurts more involved. Uh, I, I mean, don't you think in the red zone, that they could have more creativity by utilizing Jalen Hurts, or is that just too gadgety for you?
2: No, I liked him. The designs are bad though. Jalen Hurts didn't have a prayer. You know, in order for it really to work, it can't be zone read. It has to be RPO. Jalen Hurts can throw the ball. Yeah, he threw it in college. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It has to be run pass option, not zone read. Well, what about the play where
0: he goes to Butler? Butler's on the wrong – he doesn't even line up on the right side of the field. I mean, are you surprised that he calls a play for a guy who literally was just on the roster uh, two weeks ago? You know why
2: he, he, he's lined up on the wrong side of the field? First
0: offense is snap! <laughs> exactly! So I'm going to call a play in the red zone, a fade for a guy who's on the field for the first time ever? It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Uh, obviously they get the win on Thursday. They move forward. They got Dallas coming up. But the injuries, can they – Can I mean, do you see a time where they're going to have this team where they want it, or is this just it? This is going to be what he's got, this this uh, hodgepodge of players, you know, coming in and out of the lineup, uh, and you're just going to have to try to figure out a way to win your – what? you got four more division games left.
2: This is how they won last year at the end of the year. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's just fasten your seatbelts. is a hodgepodge, but, but having said that, you know, I just think that they, hey, listen, the final six minutes of the game, they saved the season. No question. I did a piece about that in sports. You heard the call Merrill and, uh, and Mike last night at the end of the game. And, you know, Merrill Reese really inspired me. I was listening to the call and, um, I heard Merrill say, "The Eagles saved their season at the you know at the end of the game." That's what he said, and I'm like, you know what? He's right. They saved the season. Well, they sure but did. Yeah, I, I mean, think, in
0: terms of uh, being relevant in the division, they sure did.
2: Yes, it would have been totally irrelevant.
0: One five and one, they would have been. That would have been a uh, ugly. No Sixers, no Flyers, Phillies all season. It would have been an ugly uh, winner here uh, if that game would have gone uh, to a loss last night. But what does it say? Let me
2: ask you this. Let me ask you one question, Mike. And I wonder if you're getting this from callers because I'm hearing this from a lot of people around town. Okay. Twenty. If it's twenty-one to ten, if that's the end game, if the Eagles lose twenty-one to ten last night. do, Do you think Carson saved his season last night? It's a
0: fair question because I think that he was having kind of this breaking. But it's funny. I have a station in North Dakota that calls me, and I go on with them out there because they always want to talk about Wentz. The guy texted me last night and said, "Did did Wentz save you know his opportunity, his season? Are people like laying off him? I don't know. I thought the problem is yes, Wentz played great in those minutes. The problem is it's what he does leading up to that. And it makes him have to play great there. That game should have been a
2: blowout." Do you not agree with yeah, that? I, 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 wonder. You know, obviously with Dallas coming in on Sunday Night Football, uh, I wonder if there's even a discussion at Novacare about Wentz if they lose twenty-one to ten. I right. just wonder. No, that's that's
0: that's interesting. We're one five and one. He didn't play well. What do we start to think here? Um, I want uh, to get to. They had to make this decision with Jason. I have
2: no basis in reporting to say that. I'm not suggesting that. I don't have any sources. Right, right. I'm just wondering out loud with you. I just wonder if not only did the Eagles both saved their seasons last night, both of them. Well, I want to, you know,
0: you know what they think about Jason Peters. Doug was asked today, when Peters comes back, do you leave my of there and try and put Peters back at right guard, or does he go back to left tackle? And does it doesn't even matter? What did Doug say? He said it's a conversation we're going to have to have internally.
2: Oh, that's crazy. Jason Peters goes back to right guard. Okay,
0: uh, we're on the same page there. Right, you leave oh, Lotta yeah. there.
2: Come on, Jason, Jason, Jason Peters goes back to right guard. Yeah. And, you know, listen, Maialotta has earned the right to finish the season at left tackle. We can agree on that. Yes. Has he been perfect? No. no. But he earns the right. To finish the season at the tackle, yeah. there's no question about that. Yeah, it, it, and Peters will upgrade right guard, yes. which has been a major, major problem. Yeah, but it goes back again to Doug. It goes oh, all roads lead back to Doug. He has to have a better design to help out a beleaguered quarterback. And I just don't understand it. I thought for sure, you no, know, obviously. Obviously, Michael, it was a short week. I get it, and that's an excuse that you can use and lean on. But by next week, with this long weekend, mm-hmm. the the committee that runs that offense and you know who they are, and sometimes I say their names, you know facetiously or sarcastically because it is like a cabal. It's like a committee <laughs> that does nothing. what What in the world are they doing? Yeah. Sit around. And and come up with a design that you're not if you're not going to change the quarterback, and they have so much invested in them, they probably will. not But if you're not going to do that, help him.
0: There's no question that we look. You mentioned exactly all these different offensive minds, and the, and everything looks so vanilla. I I don't understand what they what goes on from so the fr- vanilla. Yeah. Where
2: the jet sweeps to Greg Ward? Yeah, yeah. Where's you know. Now, Greg Ward can throw he can throw the football where are the option plays for Greg Ward and it, where are the and option plays for Greg Ward and Jalen Hurts
0: they, yeah they have a lot of versatility they have a lot of versatility out there uh, let's see they've got uh, 10 days to get ready for Dallas we'll see what happens with Dallas they got a terrible defense uh, this game should be uh, oh man I don't even know what to think Sunday night but Sal Pal Friday will be back uh, when we talk to Sal getting ready for Eagles and Cowboys but you said it you did the piece for SportsCenter. They saved their season at least for a week. Now let's see if Doug Peterson can sit in the lab for ten days and get something together here. Uh, Doubtful. Goddard will be back. They're not going to have Ertz. No Deshaun Jackson. We'll see on Lane Johnson. But hey, just the way they drew it up, right?
2: Listen, uh, it's always good to be on the Mike Gill program, sponsored by Burger Realty, a giant a at- realty group at Burger Realty. The day after an Eagles game instead of two days before an Eagles game, we get to break it down and tra- instead of try to forecast what's going to happen. But we have now a whole week to get ready for Sunday night football. So I'll talk to you next Friday at 3 p.m. And we'll try to break that day. I'm actually wearing out my easy pass, Michael. I'm on my way down to Washington right now to do Dallas uh. at Washington. And I do believe – Washington is a one-point favorite in that game. Is that correct?
0: That is true. We talked. We were laughing about this. I said you can't make Dallas a road favorite. And I, I mean, come on. You. Know, by the way, what did you do to have to watch two Dallas NFC is East games?
2: Dog to watch the awful Washington football team, the one that beat the <laughs> Eagles in the second half week one. screw <laughs> blood. I mean, if Dallas loses to Washington, I don't know. We're not supposed to interview. Anybody be you know, at the games anymore, we have we have to get permission, and we gotta be six feet apart. I may break the rules and just stake <laughs> out Jerry Jones getting in his helicopter. Uh, I I you know.
0: I wanna know, Sal, what you did that that they're making you watch two NFC East games in the same weekend. This is my job,
2: <laughs> Michael. This is my
0: job. Oh, man. Well, God bless you, man. <laughs> this is my job. Two this is NFC my job. East games in one weekend. Sal Palatoneo, everybody. In all a right.
2: pandemic, Michael. In a pandemic.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Sal. What enjoy. did I do
2: wrong? I thought I had a good career. All of a sudden, it's no good.
0: You could have been a contender, Sal. You could have been a contender. I know, Michael. <laughs> uh, all right. Enjoy the game. All right, Michael, I'll talk to you next Friday, brother. Yeah, man, South Pal Friday here on the Sports Pass Live on 97.3 ESPN. I mean, that's the game that we uh, laughed about yesterday. Dallas, really a favorite? Yeah, see, he was as
1: shocked as I was. You know? It's yeah. just crazy.
0: Can't do it, it's man. It's
1: sad. It's so sad we're here. What did
0: he do to deserve two NFC East games in the same weekend?
1: You want How about this? You want to think about this real quick before we go to break? Give me something. Give me something to ponder. What would the line be against the
0: Cowboys next week? Oh, the Eagles are at home. They're going to be favored. What do you think the number would be, though? Three. Just the three? Probably. Okay. Sports Pass brought to you by Recovery Centers of America, Drug and Alcohol Addiction Treatment Centers, located in Mays Landing, New Jersey, and Devon, PA. Thanks to Sal Pal. Sal Pal Friday here. Grayson's grades. Chad Millman, big USC's man
2: boston scott what a catch it at the goal line and went in what a catch
0: what a throw what a catch you heard it last night on 97.3 espn what a throw what a catch big throw by carson wentz i mean he put it only where boston scott could get it imagine if boston scott was taller than 5'7 wouldn't have hit it right in the hands might have missed it it's a good point It was a miss by Fulgham in the end zone I thought he should have had last night.
1: Yeah, yeah. But his foot was almost out of bounds, too, on that play, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but
0: Hightower was the story. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was a great catch and run. I mean, I couldn't believe he didn't get in there.
1: Yeah, Wentz made some other phenomenal plays that isn't going to be as recognized as the Boston Scott one. Those two last drives were very impressive. Just like you stated, though, the reason why he had to be very impressive is because he was so flawed throughout the game. Yep, the throw, though, to Hightower
0: is going to get overshadowed because the touchdown pass he threw, but that 50 yard pass, I mean, sets up the, the, the end of the drive there. They get the ball inside, you know, 30 yard line, something like that. I thought Hightower, he gets
1: open, man. He does get open. He does consistently get open. I think it's just a work in progress. We knew how raw he was, but he is starting to, you know, gain some confidence. Yeah, I mean, I out there. can't
0: write guys off because they drop a pass. The right. very best drop passes, missed throws. I can't say Hightower. Caught him because he dropped a wide open pass. He's a rookie. He's a fifth rounder. He's working through stuff. But the NFL speed's a lot different than Boise
1: State playing New Mexico. I think it's the PTSD of Nelson Aguilar and things of that nature that runs through everybody's mind. Well, Nelson lines. Aguilar was a first round pick. Right. Yeah, Hightower big difference. fifth round. Big difference.
0: All right, five. R- Rewind. How'd we do?
1: You did, uh, okay. I, w- I just want to point out a little tap on the back for myself. I guess 24-21. Pretty damn close. Good one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, so I asked you who was going to turn the ball over more. You selected the correct answer: the New York Giants. They're bad. Offensively, their defense hangs in there. I mean, yeah. they're, they're they play. If you're respectful. the Giants, do you think you have your quarterback? I think you question him, but you don't give up on him yet.
0: He has glimpses,
1: but I just don't like. I don't feel like Daniel Jones, Super Bowl champion. I don't think there's enough around him to really give him a good spot. You know what I mean? Line stinks. Boston Scott, over under 49 and a half rushing. You went over. You were wrong. Fulgham, no touchdown. You were wrong. Wentz, you got the over on the passing yards, though. Definitely. And Lane Johnson, I asked if he'd play every offensive snap. Seven snaps in, he walked off. Sports
0: Bash Cash code word. Here you go. It's the final day. Enter the word candy. C-A-N-D-Y. Candy. And you can win up to $10,000. It's the final day of Sports Bash Cash, brought to you by Jersey Shore Federal Credit Union in the Peachtree Plaza in Hamilton.